Hey everyone, this is Brooke Hillman, your host of From the Locals. We are hard at work creating some new content for you this year, and while we're doing that, we thought that we would replay one of our most popular episodes, which is also our very first episode that originally aired in June of 2020. It features Timothy Maurer, who owns the Happy Mixer Bakeries in Chalfont in Newtown. We're also excited to bring you this episode again because the Happy Mixer is on Bucks County's Sweet Spots Trail, and now through Labor Day, if you digitally check into three or more spots on the trail, you can get a free Bucky plush. And for those of you who don't know, Bucky is our adorable Bucks County deer mascot and he's super cute. So you'll definitely want to make sure you get your hands on one of those. In the meantime, enjoy this episode and make sure you're subscribed so you never miss a future episode of From the Locals. Welcome to From the Locals. I'm your host, Brooke Hillman, and I am so excited to share this new podcast series with you. It's called From the Locals, and it's presented by Visit Bucks County. Bucks County, Pennsylvania is a place that is so near and dear to my heart. I grew up here, and I am so passionate about everything that makes this area so special, from the historic parks to the gourmet dining. And that's what this podcast series is all about. It's about the people, the places, and the experiences that make Bucks County, Pennsylvania a truly unique destination. For this first episode, we interviewed Timothy Maurer, who is the owner of the wildly popular Happy Mixer Bakeries located here in Chalfont in Newtown. His bakeries are 100% gluten-free, and they have everything from cookies and donuts to specially ordered cakes and even bagels. And of course, it's all extremely delicious. So to learn Tim's story, we traveled to one of his bakeries, and in front of cases filled with pastries and other delicious baked goods, we sat down for this interview. Tim has an incredible story that's all about pursuing your dreams, even in the face of some unexpected and shocking turns. I hope you enjoy listening to Tim's story as much as I enjoyed learning it. And please don't forget to subscribe, leave a comment. I'd love to hear from you and hope you enjoy this episode as much as all the others that we have to come in this series. Thanks so much. So, Tim, we are so excited to have you as our first guest. Where did you grow up? So, I'm a local kid. I grew up in Ben Sound. Um, since I was six years old, I lived in Ben Sound, went to Saney from grade school, and then Ben Sound High School. So, you're a Bucks County native. What did you love about growing up here? I think what's great about Bucks County is it's close enough to the city. It's close enough to everything. Um, mm. But at the same time, there's just something nice about Bucks County. It's you, you have the wildlife and you also have every store you could ever want to shop at. Yes, that's something that I really love about this area, too, is that you really get the best of both worlds. So you grew up in Bucks County. Did you also grow up baking? When did that start to happen? Sure. So my mom was an avid baker at home. Um, she raised five children. So having dessert at the end of the night was a big thing. After she cooked a long dinner, I would often volunteer to make the box brownies if I could for everybody. <laughs> um, so when I was finally old enough to start cracking the eggs and things, when you really start to feel like you're making it, that's really exciting. So, and it's cool when your siblings who you're arguing with most of the day are now like, Hey, good job on the brownies. That was cool. 
Um, so that's when I started to first really like baking. I like to work with my hands. And did you always know that you wanted to own your own business? So believe it or not, since I was five or six years old, I knew I always wanted to own my own business. I can remember being a kid and my dad saying to me, well, if you want to take a vacation whenever you want, you're going to have to be your own boss. You're going to have to own your own business. It just was something I always envisioned myself doing. I didn't know it would be a bakery at first, but that's kind of the where my life mm. took me. Um, and I feel like it's been so rewarding and, and my life is so fulfilled because of it. I really enjoy what I do. Yeah, that's great. And you start working at a bakery when you're how old? Um, so when I was in college, once I started to play basketball and volleyball, we had practice after class and it was like, I need a job at the end of the night. So I would go in late at night, get everything cleaned up, the trays all set up for them. And then the bakers would come in at midnight there and I'd have to be out there by 11 o'clock or so to make sure they were all set up and good to go. So, so yeah, what, what did you love about, about working in the bakery when you first started? What did you learn there? So I would say there's a lot to learn in a bakery. I think it's very different than what people imagine it to be. I think oftentimes when people think of a bakery, they think of, we make some cupcakes, we all just walk around smiling, <laughs> but it's very intense. It's fast moving. It's all about production, how much you can make mm -hmm. uh, while still keeping the same consistency, the texture, the same beautiful product, um, and just challenging yourself every day. Every time you make a recipe or you mix it, it's like, okay, what can I do next time to make it a little better? And I think I got to addicted to that conquering of the recipes. And you started out as a cleaner. At what point did that grow into wanting to do more? So I went from a cleaner to ultimately being a baker's assistant when they purchased a location down the shore. Um, so I was working with a buddy who got me the cleaning job who already was a baker. So seeing him work with dough and, and make buns and pastries and everything uh, really made it be like, oh, I want to be just like that, you know? Mm -hmm. So it went from being the cleaner to being the baker's helper and then ultimately being a main baker. Um, so I did that for several years down the shore till ultimately they sold the property down there. They opened a location here in Bucks County. I went there, worked out in the store actually, uh, more so than in the back as kind of like a manager and just, just getting to learn the business from the other owner and mm -hmm. seeing it from a different perspective, more the business side of things. Learned a lot. And then within a, about a year or so, I started to be like, oh, I'd really like to, you know, pursue my dream of business, being a business owner. And I love everything about the bakery and, and what a bakery is all about. So talked to them about that and then ended up opening my own location in 2008. Yeah. So what was that like? At that point, you worked at the bakery for about nine years or so. And then you finally get the opportunity to open up your own location. What was that like? Uh, incredibly stressful, uh, but amazing at the same time. I mean, it's really a dream come true if you have that entrepreneurial spirit. When you finally get to that point, um, it's amazing. It does come with a lot of stress, though. So it was definitely different from being the baker uh, to actually being a business owner, you know, and it was a, a dream come true for sure at the time. And then in 2009, what starts happening? I was just feeling run down all the time. Uh, my wife, who was a teacher, she was constantly around kids. She would come home with the sniffles. And next thing you know, I'm sick for like two weeks. It's taken, I can't get my voice back and I'm just kind of run down. Hmm. So I just figured as, as a, what I thought was a healthy guy in my mid twenties, this doesn't make any sense. I right, used to be right, an athlete right. and, and now I'm sick all the time and tired. So I, I was speaking to my cousin and she was like, Hey, I, I had similar things. I went and saw this nutritionist. I went to her in 2009. 
And she was like, we need to cut gluten from your diet right away. Oh my God. And within three months of eliminating it 100%, my whole immune system changed, my energy changed, my ability to focus changed. Um, And it, it literally changed my life. And the summer of 2009, about three months later, I had my first birthday without a birthday cake while owning a traditional bakery. So for me, who has a crazy sweet tooth, that was like the worst feeling in the yeah. world. So it's like, you know, you go your whole entire life, you always have a cake on your birthday. And to not have that was such a void. And it was mm-hmm. really the first time where it was like, wow, you know, it really sunk in that this is terrible. But you're also a baker. I mean, it it must have been scary to get that news. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it started to uh, diminish the joy that you would get from baking if you can't taste the things. So to not be able to eat the baked goods anymore was disappointing, but I knew, okay, I can live with this because I feel so much better. Mm. But just talking to my wife over and over over the course of the next year or two, it was like, well, are we going to do this for the next 40, 50 years? I mean, we, you have one life to live. And if you can't eat the stuff that you're making, you know, is it worth it to try to start over? But when you finally achieve that goal, you own your own business, you feel like you're at the pinnacle. This is the best it could be. Um, It was just a matter of, you know, do we really want to start over? And eventually after enough discussions, we decided, okay, we're going to, we're going to give it everything we got. But we did it for another couple of years, several years. It wasn't until 2012 that I ended up selling it back to the people I grew up learning the business from, um, which really planted the seed for what ultimately would become the Happy Mixer. So... After the break, find out what Tim has planned in order to not give up on his dream of owning his own bakery. Find out how he keeps that dream alive right after this. Usually we're sharing all of the reasons to explore, eat, drink, meet, wed, and stay in beautiful Bucks County. However, the current health crisis has put our normal lives and travel on hold. There will be a time when travel and tourism will thrive again, and you can be sure that Bucks County's hospitality industry will be ready to welcome you back. In the meantime, we hope to continue to brighten your day with Bucks County content. If you are able to support our local community, please consider making a donation to your favorite local business, order takeout, or buy a gift card for future travel. Thank you so much for your support. The Happy Mixer Bakery is one of the many locations on Bucks County Sweet Spots Trail. When you follow the trail and check into five or more locations on the Sweet Spots Trail, you can redeem a free, adorable Bucky plush deer. Spots include coffee shops, bakeries, ice cream, candy, water ice, and more. Go to visitbuckscounty.com slash sweetspotstrail for all location hours and details. Welcome back. So it's 2012 and we're at the point in Tim's story where he just made the difficult decision to leave behind the bakery that he worked for so long to own after finding out that he has to completely cut gluten from his diet. And he goes home and Tim starts working on his very own gluten substitute. He he starts mixing together ingredients right in his kitchen in order to come up with the perfect gluten-free baked good. And he does this all in the hopes of one day opening another bakery, one where he can enjoy everything that he's making right alongside his customers. So for 
people who don't know what gluten actually does in baking, can you give a sense of like it's it's pretty essential, right? Absolutely. So gluten is the protein that's in wheat, barley, and rye. And when you mix that, when you're mixing baked goods, it becomes stretchy and pliable like rubber bands or like bungee cords. That traps the air inside the baked goods when they rise. So your bread, Mm -hmm. your pizza dough, when you see, when you think of a movie, you see the guy throwing the pizza dough in the air. He can do that because gluten is holding it together. It's literally glue. Well, when you remove that from a baked good, there's nothing to trap the air bubbles. So a lot of times those gluten-free baked goods, when you try to substitute in just any flour, it would never work. It just cannot work. So you have to blend several different ingredients to end up trying to mimic it. Um, So ultimately, when we started testing recipes at home, we would have beautiful baked goods coming out of the oven that looked really nice and we were all excited, but they ended up tasting like sawdust. Mm. So that was pretty discouraging because as a baker, I knew how to get it to look nice. Um, But again, it's, it's all about taste. So I would be finessing with blends and different ingredients and different ratios uh, all the time. And when did you know that you had just the right mix? So it really took probably three or four months where stuff started to taste better and better along the way. But it wasn't until a good three or four months that we were like, wow, this blend really works across a wide variety of things. And we were getting some awesome results. That was pretty exciting. And we had a big tasting at our house where we made the full line of products in our home kitchen, which took, you know, 24 hours straight of baking. When you're you're working with a little oven, you all of a sudden realize like, I'm not at a bakery. I can't get 30 people. Um, So when everybody came, everybody got a clipboard and they would rate things from one to five. If they thought it was great, it was a five. If they thought it was really good, working their way down. So we got a lot of feedback from people, none of whom were gluten-free. Um, and seeing their reactions to the things was like, okay, if these people think it's good, then people who have been eating rice crackers are going to lose their minds. <laughs> so once that started to happen, it was like, okay, we're, we're going to open the bakery. Now it's just yeah. a matter of time. Yeah. So what was it like to, to make that decision again, to feel like, okay, we've been working on this for a really long time and we, we feel, finally feel ready to give this another shot to open another bakery. So it was super exciting. I would say we were really, really excited because we knew we had this secret that we had worked on in our kitchen. And when I wasn't testing recipes, I was developing employee manuals and having the logo designed secretly where my wife didn't know it was going to be her. Um, so there was a lot of fun aspects. It was like really fun heading into it. You know, it was like, we know we're going for it all and Hopefully it works out, but then knowing, okay, it, it's coming and we're going to really shock the gluten-free community when mm-hmm. we open up. Because we were pretty confident that all this endless and months of work was going to pay off, that people were going to see and really be like, whoa, this cannot be gluten-free. And in all that planning, um, where did the name come from? How did you decide on the Happy Mixer? So the Happy Mixer, so my wife is not a baker. She'll, she'll tell you that. So when she would come home, if I was testing or anything on the weekends and stuff, she would say, oh, how can I help? You know, so she would be like, why don't I just mix these dry ingredients that I already weighed up? Because she was afraid to mess up the recipe. So when she did that, she was always like smiling, like giddy, you know, like Mm -hmm. a little kid. And I'm like, oh, you're one happy mixer over there. So I would just tease her, you know, and then when it came time to name the bakery, it it was just natural. And it was like, I think we should call it the happy mixer because it's just such a reminder. It, it takes me back to when I was testing recipes 
And just like that smile and the logo is just what it's all about, bringing happiness, whether it's to us and our family or the whole community eventually. It's just such a reminder that like we literally get to make people happy for a living Mm -hmm. and it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty amazing that you get to do that day in and day out. Um, so you decide to open up a location and that one is in in Chalfont, which is in Bucks County as well. And, um, so we had put the sign up like now coming soon and within a couple of weeks people were leaving voicemails on the phone and glutenfreephilly.com was calling us. Hey, when are you opening? Tell me a little bit about yourself. So there was a lot of buzz, you know, which was building a little bit of pressure, but we were like, they're going to be amazed. Like they're going to have donuts and birthday cakes. And (laughs) yeah, so we opened, we had people at the door. Actually, a couple of my wife's coworkers were the first customers because they were so excited. And then shortly thereafter, it was just the gluten-free people who were like, there's donuts and there's little kids who are like, I've never even had a donut, you know? So (laughs) my wife was there for grand opening too, which was cool. So she got to be right up there and just get to talk to people and be, be the happy mixer, you know? Yeah, that's great. Um, so you open your location and it, how's it going to people? Is it well received? And I know you open a second location. At what point does that happen? So we opened our first location in December of 2013 and the second one was in October of 2017. So almost four years later. Okay. So we hit the ground running in terms of the gluten-free community was like, wow, this is amazing. But it's still like any business. It takes a couple of years to really get the traction that you need. Mm -hmm. It was really the first time they had the gluten-free expo that we were at the table. It was me, my wife, my mom, my dad, her mom. And we were like, you guys can just hang back. We'll answer questions as people come by. Um, And we thought this will be fun. Our parents will get to see how much people like it. Well, it was absolute chaos. Our table was like swarmed. So (laughs) it was like being mini celebrities for four hours of nonstop work. But our parents, I think it was a proud moment for them. And it was the moment where we realized, hey, we're really headed in the right direction. And if the word continues to spread like this, we should open another location because the more people we can reach, the better for the whole community eventually. Yeah. And every business has their it, right? Like what, what makes them different and stand out? And I think with yours, it's a little bit more obvious, but what would you say your it is? Sure. So we're all about the experience of coming into an old fashioned bakery as somebody who can't eat the normal foods and being able to choose anything you want safely. And seeing kids and and grown adults, you know, we're all kids at heart, Mm -hmm. coming in and being able to pick from 40, 50 different options that each recipe was done one at a time. There's a sense of pride in every single one. You know, sometimes you go into a bakery, there might be a couple good things that they're known for. Uh, But but for us, the gluten-free people are so happy to have so many options. Sometimes it's hard for them to pick a favorite. You know, there's four or five that might stand out, but in general somebody always has a favorite, you know, that that's different than somebody else. And and we pride ourselves on that. We feel like the line is good from top to bottom. If one of the items is at least somebody's favorite, then you're doing something right. And speaking of favorites, what are some of your best sellers? Uh, so best sellers, cream filled donuts, crumb top donuts are probably the two top donuts that we have. Um, our kiffles, which are like hand rolled was voted best dessert by glutenfreephilly.com. They're, they're painstakingly rolled. All of our staff uh, help out with those because it'd be impossible to keep up with otherwise. So um, they're super popular. Our peanut butter delights are, you know, definitely like a number one 
So the, it's just such a Philadelphia thing. It's, you know, a play on the Tandy cake and they are to die for the vanilla cake, which I, I love our vanilla cake recipe. I'm not afraid to brag about that one. Uh, combined with the peanut butter and chocolate, it's just off the charts. So definitely one of the most popular things. But then to wrap it up, I'd say the birthday cakes. I mean, we sell so many birthday cakes because, again, going back to me not having a birthday, to get a traditional, real bakery cake where a professional cake artist, really, I mean, to get that is just what we're all about. You know, that's the true birthday experience is like, you know, this is professional. You picked it up at the bakery. Everyone can enjoy it. We do wedding cakes and everything. So, you know, whether it's 300 people who don't even know they're eating gluten-free because the bride or the groom right, was, right. it's it's cool to be able to to fool them, so to speak, with something like this. So, And what's your favorite part about owning a bakery? My favorite part about owning a bakery is probably twofold. Number one is knowing that people are enjoying the stuff, seeing their smiling faces when I come out. And I'm not always out in the store. I'm typically in the back. But when I walk out saying hi to a customer or seeing little kids pick things out from the cases is always amazing because they're so excited. Um, and then on the flip side of that, just testing recipes and, and conquering something that can be so tricky is, mm. is the best for me. I, I really pride myself on keeping super detailed notes as mm-hmm. somebody who's not like a homework and schoolwork kind of guy. I would have packets and packets of notes in order of every little detail that I did differently, whether it was a little more of this ingredient or that or the bake times or temperatures. Um, I'm just obsessed with having it be the best that it can be because I think the customers deserve that. You know, the reality is that gluten-free baking is more expensive because we can't just buy flour by the pound at 18 cents. It ends up being a dollar to $2 depending on the blend. So, you know, they're coming in, they're spending their hard-earned money and they should be blown away. You know, and that's kind of where we focus our attention. Like, how can we blow them away? What what would be really awesome to roll out next? Or, mm-hmm. you know, this recipe is not good enough. Even if even if you like it, we want to work harder on it. I think we owe that to our customers. We owe that to ourselves, you know, to be the best that we can. So I'm obsessed with the perfection aspect of it. And that that brings me a lot of joy because in the end, it makes for happier customers, yeah. which is what it's yeah. all about. And I have one more question before we move on. Um, You mentioned that you surprised your wife. She didn't know that she was going to be the logo of the Happy Mixer. How how did you reveal it to her? So so she knew that we were going to have to name the bakery soon, but she didn't know I had already been doing it and working with a logo design Uh. team and things like that. (laughs) So she came home one day after school and, and I just said, hey, I actually contacted a logo design team and and they just sent some ideas, you know, Mm -hmm. so made it sound like this is not something I've been working on. They just sent some ideas. Okay. So then when I showed her the paper and it was like a big picture of literally her cartoonized by the logo design team, she certainly was taken back by it. Um, and it, it was a cool moment. You know, I think that, uh, as the wife of a baker, she has to sacrifice a little bit too with me being a business owner, her being a teacher, our life is hectic. But every time she comes home from work, I'm bombarding her with like, Hey, this is what happened. Or let's process this. What do you think if I do that? So she's so much involved in the business, both Mm -hmm. every day when she comes home from work and then on the weekends when she's here, that it's such a cool tribute because she deserves a lot of the credit. And I'm more than happy to put her face up there because it's just... You know, we wouldn't be here today. She is the happy mixer. There'd be no happy mixer without her. Regardless of who the baker is or not, we do this together for sure.
So, Tim, we're asking everyone the same three questions at the end of each episode. Um, so the first one is, why are you proud to call Bucks County home to your business? So I think growing up as a Bucks County resident and and owning a business that maybe people I went to high school with or grew up in the neighborhood know that I have the bakery and they come and visit or stop by is pretty cool. I think, uh, you know, growing up as a kid, you, you don't know what you're going to be when you grow up, right? And some people you went to school with become police officers and they're well-respected within the community. Um, but to be a baker and, and have people, you know, who I went to school with message and say, hey, man, I was in your shop. It looks great. Or, oh, the stuff was so good is really cool to be a genuine part of the community in that sense. Yeah. And what's your favorite Bucks County hidden gem? My favorite Bucks County hidden gem, believe it or not, is a restaurant called Maze in Percasy. Really? So, yeah, my wife and I go eat there quite often, and it is delicious. So it's it's very much like when you go to that restaurant, you're kind of there for a couple hours. You okay. know, they're not rushing you in and out. It's a small little place, farm-to-table style, and quite frankly, we love it. Yeah. That's a good recommendation. Yeah, you might want to give it a shot. Sure <laughs> they'll probably appreciate this if they happen to come across it. So. Yes, yes. I have to tell you that I pride myself on knowing a lot of hidden gems in Bucks County, but I actually have never heard of that place. So it is a good recommendation and I definitely want to check it out. Um, my last question is, if you had a tourist coming to Bucks County for just one day, they only had 24 hours, what would you recommend that they put on their must-do list? Well, certainly for breakfast, they should stop in here to the Happy Mixer. Yep. <laughs> um, then it probably wouldn't be a bad idea to take a walk around like Tyler State Park or Cork okay. Creek Park. You know, yep. we, we certainly have a, a good balance of like nature as well as all the shops and stores you could ever want, whether you're looking for food or, or just a walk through the malls or something like that. So I would probably start here as a strong recommendation yep. <laughs> and then maybe go out and soak in some of this nature out there. So. Good, good. Love it. That is a great plan for the day. And before we let you go, um, we have a challenge of it's a set of rapid fire questions that you have to try to get through in just one minute. So I have my phone here. I'm going to start a timer and I'm going to give you the questions one after the other and see, see if you can get through them. You ready? Okay. I'll do my best. Okay. I'm going to do Ben Sam High School. <laughs> okay, here we go. So, Bucks County Ale Trail or Sweet Spots Trail? Sweet Spots Trail. <laughs> Elmo or Cookie Monster? Elmo. Covered Bridge Driving Tour or Ghost Tour in New Hope? Ghost Tour in New Hope. Ice cream or water ice? Ice cream. Uh, see a show at Bucks County Playhouse or play the slots at the Parks Casino? Play the slots at the Parks Casino. <laughs> ben Salem. Um, biking on the towpath or hiking at Ralph Stover State Park? Biking, I believe. <laughs> Strawberry picking in the summer or pumpkin picking in the fall? Pumpkin picking in the fall. Font Hill Castle or Sandcastle Winery? Sandcastle. You got through them all. I'm quick like that. Yeah. I graduated. <laughs> So that's it for today's show. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed learning about Tim and the Happy Mixer Bakeries. If you live local, definitely check them out. Their pastries and everything he makes are to die for. And if you don't live near Bucks County, he offers shipping right from their website, thehappymixer.com. 
And please, if you'd like, leave a comment, leave a review. I'd love to hear from you. And I can't wait to share with you all the other stories we have coming up here on From the Locals. Until then, I'll see you next time.